The Sean Kessler Show? Oh, my God, you got to be kidding me. Maybe, okay? Next time, maybe. That means no in a woman's language. I know how to speak woman. That's right. <laughs> I got a root. I found the subject uh, very interesting. I, 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 I learned something from the show. Oh, what a bunch of Bolshevik that is. You do all those things. You tell these girls to hit women. Do you ever go to sleep? No. <laughs> I believe it. No. <laughs> no, no. You know, you know why you don't want to sleep? You don't want to sleep because... Well, you're going to have plenty of sleep for the long sleep, so, you know, you, you put that off. So put that off gonna, your death. You're going to lengthen your life by staying awake the extra eight hours a day while we sleep. Twice, I get a third more done than all of you. Live on the beautiful shores of Lake Sawyer in Black Diamond, Washington, it's the Sean Keshner Show. And a quick reminder to our call-in guests, you are being audio recorded, and all audio recordings become property of this show. By participating, you give us explicit permission to use your voice for profit and worldwide distribution on the Internet. I suspect you might be recording, yes. Enjoy the rest of your show. Even Sinatra got a lawyer. Who the hell do these people think they is? A little bit more content that doesn't repeat would be a welcome um, improvement in the uh, in the show. For those of you just joining us, we've got a real topic to talk about this week. Happened to come out on the internet. Actually, it appeared first on Infowars.com with Alex Jones, and the subject became the right to self-defense and that the Virginia legislature, actually the Senate, was proposing a bill that would criminalize a person's right to self-defense, participate in any sort of self-defense training, actually teach self-defense, as well as firearms or incendiary devices. Now, the right to self-defense means you have a right not to surrender. And what the legislature is trying to do is make self-defense training a crime. What was the entire reason why we fought the British during the Revolutionary War and gained our freedom from slavery or indentured servitude? Nobody has the right to physically assault you unless you're resisting lawful arrest for a crime leveled against you. Force used to be used has to be reasonable. In other words, they have to restrain or control you, but not go too far, not execute you on the spot. After the 1970s in America, it was no longer acceptable to defend yourself at school if you were attacked by a bully. The system started to hold the victim in the same house arrest as the perpetrator often with suspension or sanctions. And this was presuming that the victim was guilty until proven innocent. Now, according to this Virginia bill, 
teaching any form of self-defense instruction will now be sanctioned if Virginia gets its way with SB 64, that means Senate Bill 64, which was introduced on November 28, 2019, and is going to be decided upon in early January of 2020 when they reconvene. Now, how does this violate your rights as a citizen under the U.S. Constitution and the Bill of Rights? Keeping in mind that it's freedom versus slavery, that's the real issue. And a good slave versus a free man or a woman listens to his captors, works for free, works under threat, duress, or coercion, must fight for his or her physical freedom if held illegally, or will publicly submit to being a good hostage. A good slave never falls in love with his or her captors, except in cases of Stockholm Syndrome. There's an example of this in the 1970s where a bank was held up in Sweden, and the people were held for several hours, and they finally told the police, don't come in here, don't shoot these bad guys. They don't want anything but money. They're really nice people. You can't shoot them. That's what the hostages told the cops. Now, this was a phenomenon that sociologists began to study in eager earnest because it was only 30 years after World War II when the Nazis said, well, it was okay to kill people. We were just following orders. No sense of conscience. Now, a good slave has no freedom of travel must have a passport, or in other words, a state travel document issued to him or her, has no freedom to associate with others without permission. We wouldn't want a slave revolt. A good slave cannot own or possess a firearm or other weapons because they might be used against the slaveholders. And a good slave is subject to the crown, in other words, a good slave is the property, physical property of the crown or the person holding the slave's hostage. A good slave can have his or her property seized, animals and means of making a living, including tools, confiscated or destroyed without notice, and not allowed to sue once it is confiscated. A good slave may have his or her family imprisoned or held hostage, to get him or her to comply to what the hostage taker wants or demands. A good slave never hits back, is not allowed to face their accusers, has no rights, no freedom of speech, thought, or expression, or in reading and writing. A good slave cannot be allowed to become educated. A good slave is not allowed to own firearms, has no right to travel freely, except in no free speech zones, no right to associate with others of their choice, no right to own property, no right to vote, no right to redress of grievances, to face one's accuser in a court of law, has no rights to harvest what he or she has produced, has no right to live in peace 
without fear of being molested by authorities, or to sue when property or life is unjustly taken, and has no freedom of worship or religion. A good slave has no right to investigate, document, own, or have any surveillance equipment of any kind, or to show others how to use it or make it, such as radios or transmitters, because that might help organize a slave revolt against the captors. A good slave has no right to marry across one's race or culture or religion, again, without permission from the state. Now, a good slave couldn't be educated because education was for the rich and not the dumbed-down masses, which are actually easier to control. You see, folks, the government fears your fast hands and even faster weapons. In the hands of an educated person, a person who's been trained, what might happen? Well, they could be used by a slave to organize a slave rebellion to actually or physically overtake the government. Could form forms of non-weapons for self-defense training and participation, therefore must be banned, which includes all forms of martial arts, Krav Maga, Jiu-Jitsu, Kung Fu, Karate, Aikido, even Tai Chi. What's next? Meditation? Now, during World War II on Okinawa, a small eight-year-old karate student actually drop-kicked a Marine to the throat and killed him with one kick. And our military was so fascinated by what had happened, they adopted it, and it became part of their military training. This is why in the Virginia bill, they're stating that any type of self-defense training is paramilitary training, because the military also teaches it as a form of control. Now, the goal is to keep slaves from harvesting the government officials and restoring order. It's often said, oh, that will never happen here in America because Americans actually love to fight and are fiercely independent. But actually, folks, they've been dumbed down for the last 50 years from kindergarten forward. Thus, hitting back in school no longer is allowed. No self-defense, period. It's all part of keeping the slaves from starting at an early age, learning how to secure themselves and not be afraid of tyranny. If you can indoctrinate and control 8% of the population, then freedom goes away. And the message from the captors is, enjoy your captivity. Surrender. Now, a fact that people often overlook is during the Revolutionary War in America, only 8% took up actual arms against the British, and the rest sat down and let the others do the fighting for them. And they said, well, it's not for your safety, it's for your captivity. Once you're captured, the whole goal is to allow yourself to be captured, right? 
Now, schools have become a place of conditioning. We have lockdowns. We ask the kids, where's your ID, where's your pass? Even to move between rooms. And again, fear and terror is used to protect us from the terrorism by the government. So this leads us to wonder about solutions. And how easily we forget the government serves us. We don't serve the government. First of all, if we don't want to be slaves, we've got to refuse to participate in these unconstitutional orders. Secondly, we've got to spread the spoken and the written word and resist in any form and always say no. Refuse to participate in your own hostage taking. Do not be a willing captive. Do not be a willing hostage. Do not be a willing slave. What the government's counting on is the sheeple will quietly and quickly surrender and not fight back against the wolves in sheep's clothing. It's time for everybody to become trained in self-defense now. We don't want to continue to look like sheep because we become easy targets for the wolves. We need to own and utilize the means to print and to broadcast. Because even in World War II, the Germans and Japanese, if they captured a person using a transmitter or a receiver, in other words, a radio, they could be killed on the spot. Because it offered prisoners hope and let them know when the Allies were soon to close in. And some are asking, okay, what are the sanctions for this Virginia bill? Folks, it's going to be called a Class 5 felony with several thousand dollars in fines if you try to defend yourself. Again, people might ask, well, how did this happen? It goes back to the boiling frog syndrome. You want to kill a frog, you put him in a pot of water, and you slowly turn up the burner, and the frog starts to enjoy the water going from cold to warm, and then finally he falls asleep in the water, and then the water begins to boil, and by then he's unconscious and he gets cooked. And that's what's happening to America. We're unconscious at this point, and we're getting cooked. We're becoming someone else's meal, someone else's food. When are you going to wake up, folks? That's what we're going to talk about today on the Sean Teshner Show. Nobody's going to tell me how to run Jersey. Jersey's our city, Polly. I want you to plant them like corn. Take them out and take care of business. I'm not putting up with any more of this. And neither should you. Yeah, I'll give them a right to a speedy trial, Polly. You know, two to the back of the head. Hey, Polly, I really believe it's time to really hurt somebody. I mean, really hurt somebody. And the phones are lighting up. Let's go ahead and take our first call here on the Sean Teshner Show. Guten Tag, Herr Teshner. Das wird lausig, Peter. 
I would like to know if you would like to be on the Sean Teshner radio show or be shot immediately. Oh, yeah, that's just, uh, yeah, that, that's just cool. Yeah, I'll be on the, the radio show. Well, what's the, top, what, what's the topic? Today's topic is the tyrannical vote of the Senate of Virginia with SB 64, and they want oh, to oh, go oh, out yeah. and make us all good slaves if we decide to teach the martial arts or the defense of the explosives and the guns to the slaves. We have to be under a class 5 felony, be shot or stabbed or pay some sort of fine or something like that to follow the orders of the fear. I I, I would say we must follow the orders of the gubernatorial fear or we will send you to Auschwitz. (laughs) John, it's good to hear from you again. I'm glad you're on my show. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if you've heard about this, but uh, it's been yes, on... Yes, I have. I've been following it. Okay. Well, I'd like and your you... your input, please, because oh. we've got to figure out how we're going to uh, take over our our captivity from our, our masters. Well, I'll have to say, on the one thing, I, I, on the one hand, I have to give the uh, the demon cats, or the, de- the demon rats, whatever you want to call them, I have to give them credit. It's a pretty bold move, but have that being said... Um, the counties, have you heard about all the counties that are declaring themselves Second Amendment uh, freedom zones no. in, in Virginia? And so they're already, the rebellion against it has already started. Okay. And uh, I, I think that's awesome, and that's what needs to be done. Because this is, this is I mean, it, it doesn't get any worse. I mean, now, now, remember, these are the same people that are involved in election fraud. These are the same people that are killing babies. These are the same people that are, are uh, uh, what was uh, Project Veritas who exposed the selling of baby parts. These are the same people who are involved in criminality, sex trafficking. These are the same people that are uh, allowing illegals to come across our border. And these are the people we're supposed to give up our weapons to. No, wait a minute, John. Tell me how the math works on that. If you recall, wasn't it the Democrats in the South that were behind slavery? The slavery was a democratic issue, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I guess people are going to have to wake up then because I'm starting to see this in the schools as a teacher. You know, some little kid punches some other little kid because his dad didn't pick him up on his birthday as promised, and the kid comes to school angry and takes it out on some other little kid. And administration says, come to the office, tell us what happened, and you didn't get hurt too badly, do you? Did you? We'll fill out the accident report so the lawyers won't sue us into oblivion, but you're not supposed to hit, and you're not supposed to hit back. And these these schools are teaching anti-bullying programs and basically saying that you walk up to the bully and say, be nice, don't hurt me, thank you very much, and if you do get hit, then you... Go tell an adult, and the adult will reset the bully's behavior. Oh, and by the way, if you've been hit, you can't hit back because you might end up becoming a bully. Can't have that. It's all part of that social programming. Learn to be a good sheep. Learn to be a good slave. Use your words. Be nice. I I think we both know, in any thinking person, this is a, a trial run. And I, the, the people of Virginia, the good people, not the criminals that are in the uh, capital down there, 
are basically going to have to stand up to this because if they're able to do this, and I, I don't think that they will, I don't think it will be successful, I think they'll have mass noncompliance, but if they're able to do this on any level, they're going to spread it to other states, maybe like the Oregon, you know, California, Washington. You know they will. Well, you know, as, I, as I've heard, the Chinese are starting the social credit score system where if you say the wrong thing over your cell phone, they might shut it off. Yeah, or you won't be allowed to travel by airplane or train to somewhere to see your family because you're just not yeah. high enough on the social credit score. Well, and that's the people in Silicon Valley that are making all that possible. Oh, Slave Book? You know, the people in Silicon Valley, you know, it was Yeah, Google they're behind Slave Book, aren't they? Helping the, Chinese, helping the Chinese to create that social credit system. I don't think that they could have come up with that type of sophisticated software on their own and hardware for that matter. No, that's coming out of Silicon Valley. But the thing about the you know the whole Virginia uh, thing that's coming down, it's like those counties and the sheriffs within those counties are doing the right thing. They're saying no. And it's about time. If we don't, you know, we gotta stand up to this. Because we both know if they're ever able to disarm the right in this country, I think we know what's next. Not only does history teach us what's next, but these people have they have been spewing out vitriolic hatred against people that love the Constitution and hold to the values this country is founded on. And if they're ever able to successfully disarm us, I, I really hope that the American people aren't foolish enough to give up their weapons to these criminals. Well, the First Amendment being your freedom of speech, uh, as far as the slave masters are concerned, Speech is a weapon. You might hurt someone's feelings. Well, secondly, it's, first, it's, secondly, it's used to identify and to segregate groups as the slave masters want them separated. If you don't belong to the right group, guess what? You don't get to participate. You go sit down in musical chairs. You go to sit on the bench. You can't participate. Here's a box of Kleenex. Cry for a while. And when you've learned to be reindoctrinated and become part of the state, then we'll, we might allow you back in. In the yeah, meantime, it, if you don't learn, then we're going to go after your family. Kind of yeah, like the mafia. Well, yeah, and like I said, you know, um, the, the First Amendment, why, why wasn't the uh, firearms put into the First Amendment, not the Second? Well, because they realized how important the First was. Well, if you got and, rid of the Second, you'd have nothing to protect the First, right? You got, or nor any of the other ones for that matter. Okay, John, what's the Third Amendment to the Constitution? Oh, you're embarrassing me here. Um, Most Americans well, don't know. You're right, and I, I have to admit, I, I've got it hanging on my wall in my uh, computer room, but I, I can't remember what it See, is. See, it's, it's like the Bible. We're not going to open it until we're in trouble, and yeah. we're not going to get educated until we have to. That's how lazy we've become as Americans. It's easier to turn yeah. on the TV than it is to sit with a kid and read the good book at seven at night before bedtime. Well, well or, you're not going to get any. Yeah, you're not going to get any news by turning on the TV. That's for sure. You might get a little bit of it on Fox, the Tucker Carlson and but John Hannity. John, when you got it. when you've got people texting each other across the table instead of talking. Yeah. And you've got parents that want to put a turkey dinner in the microwave and serve it, and that's Thanksgiving. I mean, the whole idea of spending time with each other and teaching each other seems to have gone away. I know both parents are busy. However, how much time are we actually making to educate our kids about these subjects? And when I say, 
educate. It's really about education, which should start at home. You know, teachers can only do so much. That is, if a kid comes from a home, uh, with all the brokenness that I see that kids come to school with, you know, the one more thing they have to deal with is the fear of, if I go to school and I get hurt and nobody sees me get hurt, then am I going to have to bring a weapon to school to protect myself? And, of course, you know the bad kids are going to bring weapons. But now they're oh, not no, going to they get can't. much trouble. The bad, kid, the, the bad kids, kids can't break weapons because there's a law against it. If schools are no, are, are no gun zones, so it's impossible for anybody to bring in a weapon and do anything you know, wrong at a school. Didn't you know that? Well, there are no mouth zones, too, and no, no thinking zones, because if you open your mouth and say the wrong thing, or if you can think critically, you're going to go to the office. I, you know, and I, I think, and I've said this for a while now, is that people need to quit cooperating with these lawless, godless, baby-killing, bloodletting, gun-grabbing criminals. Well, John, that is exactly that's, why, that's why when the communists finally take over, they kill the teachers first. They don't want people oh. to be educated and be able to have the tools to help themselves or figure it yeah. out. Well, I guess that means you and me, huh? Because we oh. were both teachers at one time. I'll be first in line. As a dad, I'm a teacher automatically. Yeah. Well, I, like I said, this whole thing in Virginia is, um, I, I believe it's a trial run from the Marxists that are, are trying to take over this country. and. There needs to be massive resistance. In fact, they should, I don't know how what, how or what it would look like, but they need to call on other states and uh, people from other states for help to come down and protest or, or you know, whatever. I don't know. There's ways of, I suppose there's different ways they could um, battle this, certainly in the, uh, well, I don't know what their courts are like, <laughs> you know, but. Well, John, the very yeah. fact that we still can do a podcast like this and be able to uh, disseminate it, uh, we still have our freedoms. And, folks, that's what I'm hoping we can do. Take this podcast today and email it to people. Uh, play it over and over again to friends. You're welcome, certainly, to copy it. I don't mind. Even though I own the rights to the show, I'm not worried about you copying it or disseminating it to others. The word needs to get out there worldwide. As long as yeah. we still have the means to publish and the means to educate using media, then we should. If we have to pull a trigger, it's too late. And as my daughter says to me, well, Dad, why don't you own guns? I say, I don't need a gun. I can just get a two-by-four and pound a bunch of nails in it and wait till the bad guy comes around the corner and whap. Now I've got my free AK-47 and all the rounds that he or she was carrying to defend myself, right? But it really starts with no. Even if you're captured and they say, put your hands up, no. They're not going to know what to do to do because they realize they're going to have to deal with you now, and it well, went from zero to sixty in one second. Yeah, the Third Amendment was—I uh, think it was about quartering uh, quartering soldiers in private homes. Um, that's why I probably don't remember it. It really doesn't. It has a very narrow application in today's world, but I mean, who knows? But yeah, at any rate, I—I just—I just think I, I am in this nation has been well over 200 years, and of course we're not perfect. we got issues just like any other country. But the Second Amendment's been in place, and it's worked and kept us reasonably free. And uh, to, to give that up, I just think is... John, there's a, there's a very narrow definition between the Third Amendment, and, and that is 
the idea of not quartering soldiers goes back to our Revolutionary War when the British soldiers yes. came in and they killed our our families and our our kids, raped our women, burned our houses down, killed our livestock, burned our fields, so that we didn't have a means to survive. And that was all in the name of the crown, in tyranny. And people were terrorized into yeah. acting a certain way that they didn't want to. And it wasn't until they were taxed to death that they finally revolted. And it was only 8% of the population actually fighting the British. The rest sat down and let them fight for them. Well, you know, you know what happened at Lexington Green? That was really what turned it into a shooting war is when the British tried to come and disarm the local populace. Well, they were in church, and they were hiding the guns and the powder in the church. And the British yeah, were there to, there, they were there on a Sunday to take those guns and take that, that those balls and powder, and they were going to put those people in jail, and the people shot back. And that was the whole idea of the Second Amendment, was that the citizenry should have the same firepower as the government to be able to fight back, and the government become our slave, not the other way around. The government become our servants, which they are not today. <laughs> exactly. Now, yeah. if you go back to the idea of quartering soldiers, at you know, posse comitatus meant that the police couldn't come into our homes without a warrant, that our home was our castle, and the police wore a uniform. Have you noticed how the police uniforms have become more and more militarized? They were. You can't distinguish them between army soldiers and police officers now. They all wear Kevlar. Body armor. Uh, they're trained in things such as Krav Maga, which is Israeli commando fighting. They've got pepper spray. They've got handcuffs, batons, uh, stun guns, as well as uh, pistols to shoot at you and make sure that you don't come back. They even have armored vehicles. Yeah. And the claim is, well, this is all government surplus they gave us, or the seized drug money. We've used it to outfit officers, including body cameras. Yeah. And notice the body cameras are the very last thing that they bought because yeah, it can be I used that, against them in court. I think that basically the I, I don't know what the I can't remember the name of that of that whack job in um, Virginia, the governor down there. I don't know what he's smoking, but if he thinks that if he really thinks that this is going to fly, um, I, I just, you know, and I pray that the good people in Virginia and the good sheriffs and all those different counties. Just say hell no to this, because that is what is required at this point. Well, John, and, and you remember they, you got to draw. I mean, where, where are they get? Where are you going to make your stand? You, you make, make your stand in the bathroom when they're trying to tell you that a, a woman's bathroom can be used by a man and a man's bathroom can be used by a woman, and little kids have to sit there and watch this, and the potential to be molested is great, even in well, a public facility such as a school. Yeah. Where we're supposed to, at first, our main duty as teachers is to protect kids, then it's to educate them in the absence as the eyes and ears of their parents. That's yeah. a great responsibility. And when you have bathrooms that aren't even correctly marked and the confusion of a kid looking at someone in either pants or dress on the symbol that's outside the bathroom rather than on a wheelchair, I wouldn't want to be a kid nowadays. I wouldn't know which bathroom to use or where to go in or what. Again, it's all part of how do you steer the sheep through the pens to the slaughter. Yeah, I'm really, yeah, I'm really glad I'm done raising my kids. I'll tell you that much, man. I, I, am as I, well. I feel for people who are trying to raise kids in this whacked out culture because it is. You know, I was telling a friend the other day when I grew up, 
in elementary school at any rate in Snohomish, Washington in the late 1960s, early 70s, every, every kid that I went to school with, they went home to a mother and a father. And the, the divorce rate didn't really start, and again, this was a small town, but the divorce rate didn't really start kicking off until like the early, early to mid-70s. John, I can mm-hmm. remember when kids would come to school with a twenty two rifle and they'd put it in their lockers with their ammunition and they'd go to shooting matches after school. There were no yeah, out, school yeah, shootings. Yeah, or go out rabbit hunting like my stepfather used to do in California. Oh, in California? <laughs> yeah, people's California? Republic, in the People's Republic of California. Oh, okay. Well, John, we've got to think about solutions and we've got to put them into place, but it all starts with saying no. Absolutely, it starts with saying no. And is there anything else you'd like to share with us that you can think of as a solution? Or anything you want to tell the audience? Yeah, I think the uh, potential uh, or the possibility, potential, probability, that's the word I should use, for voter fraud in Virginia needs to be looked at very, very carefully and in depth. The same here in Washington, especially in Kinky County. (laughs) You know, it's interesting that you'd say that because I actually went to school with the Attorney General, Bob Ferguson. I went to school at, at St. Anne's with him, and I went to school at Blanchett High School with him. And Ooh, he's a hardened Democrat in charge of the, the the triggers and the purse strings. And yeah. now I hear he's running for governor. And I had let him know with a group of concerned citizens that a nonprofit here in the Seattle area had stolen almost $100,000 uh, in funds that were supposed to go to the hurt team at Tacklebon. And, of course, the money never made it there, so we went ahead and reported it not only to the Secretary of State's office, which regulates nonprofits, but we also reported it to Bob Ferguson's office. I even reported it personally. And that was four years ago. Nobody's gone to jail. No word oh. if anybody's going to be prosecuted, nothing. And I talked to Rob McKenna who was the attorney general prior to Bob Ferguson, and he told me it's all political, that if a Republican brought up corruption under a democratically run nonprofit, nothing's going to be done about it because everybody's got their fingers in the pie and in the cookie jar, and they just turn their heads and look the other way and say, oh, well, here, have another smoke from this uh, doobie. That's because there's one there's one set of rules for the demon cats, which is nothing. They're lawless. And another set of rules for the rest of us. And I guess they're really going after Tim Iman, who is the uh, the guy who tried to get our license tabs lowered. Yeah. And they're yeah, using every he, dirty trick in the book against him. I'm hoping he'll run for governor. I hope so, too. I, I hope we get somebody in there that uh, can stop this creeping Marxism. Now, I do want to say something good about Bob Ferguson. He went out and pounded on doors and wore out shoes to run a campaign, and I admire that. And the second thing that I admire is he's gone and helped the um, people at Hanford who were poisoned by all that radioactivity they were exposed to. Those are good things he's done. I don't want to point out all the bad. We'll give him credit where credit is due. Absolutely. So I'm hoping people out there, whether you're Republican or Democrat or neutral, you understand that it's all about doing the right thing first following the law, nobody should be above the law, nobody should be a subject or a slave to anybody, and people have a right to self-defense, not only verbally but physically. 
And for someone to come along and say, no, you don't have a right to self-defense or your speech has to be policed because that's not acceptable socially anymore, no, no, no. Learn to spell the word no, folks. Absolutely. Well, John, thank you for being on the show again today. I look forward to your participation down the road. Before you leave, do you want uh, to go out mafia style? Do you want to be flushed or do you want the zombies to get you? Pick one. Oh, I don't know. Zombies, I guess. Oh, here we go. The zombie apocalypse. Let's go ahead and take a call from Rich, who works at a local firearm shop. Rich, thank you for contacting the Sean Tester Show. Not sure if you're aware of it, but the state senate in Virginia is passing a bill that they're going to vote on in January to criminalize self-defense or self-defense training of any sort. For example, karate, kung fu, krav maga, any firearms training, etc. And I was hoping to get some people's perspective on what they think about that. Sure. I've gotten a lot of good response from people because they look at it as an issue of freedom versus slavery and conditioning. Mm-hmm. And I'm a, I'm a public school teacher. I spend a lot of my time dealing with kids that are bullied. Uh, and now mm-hmm. it's illegal for kids to even fight back if they uh, have to defend themselves in school. Did you know that? Well, I, I didn't know that, but I, I know the schools have... Um, taken away the education portion of the school and pretty much made them uh, babysitting services. Well, what is your concern when it comes to criminalizing self-defense? When the government tells you you well, have no con- right to self-defense, you just got to say Well, my right is, well, my right is in the Constitution itself. It's the Second Amendment. They can't take that away. Plus, you know, I have the right to assemble and learn, whether it's in education facilities, whether it's in a church, whether it's in a classroom environment or at a gun range learning how to defend myself or any other area of instruction. So it sounds like you know your Bill of Rights. Well, I I try to be educated, but people want to sit there and mandate how to do something. You know, I'm not just going to sit there and listen to them and say, yeah, I'm going to do that. No, that's not me. I'm going to do the right thing all the time. Can or not. Um, did you learn that from family, or did you learn that in the military? I learned that in the military. You know, we're there 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, defending our country and everybody in the, in the country. And now I get home out of the service, and now I can't defend myself. What branch of the service? I was in the army. Okay. What they're saying here is, um, if if a citizen is caught teaching someone else to make a firearm an incendiary device, or or teaching them any other method that would cause harm or injury to another person, that person's automatically guilty of a Class 5 felony and will also face not only jail time but huge fines in the state of Virginia. Uh-huh. And that means that any law enforcement officer or any military person would have would have the duty of having to go out and enforce those laws and arrest citizens for basically trying to defend themselves or participate in training to defend themselves. Exactly. So 
in reality, they could go to Fort Lee, Virginia, and arrest every soldier on there for training soldiers how to defend themselves. There's an exclusion in this law, and that is police and military are not held to it because they're following the the orders of those in charge who've made these laws. Uh, but what happens after they retire? Or if they are retired uh, in some other way. <laughs> but th that's what I'm saying. There's no, what, what's the exclusion? The exclusion doesn't say retired. It just says military law enforcement, right? Right. Anybody who's charged to enforce the law at the time mm -hmm. that it's... So, from my understanding, part of it was uh, that was geared towards some of the militias that were formed and being formed in the state of Virginia, correct? You know, I'm not sure what, what motivated them to, to come up with this idea, but what I do know is that at the end of World War II, when our Marines were going through Okinawa door-to-door, -door, some little kid uh, drop-kicked a U.S. Marine soldier who was about 19, hit him in the throat with one kick and killed him. And the Marine Corps investigated, and they discovered that, wow, this type of training could be used in military um, boot camp. And so they started it as a paramilitary training, learning the um, Asian defense uh, arts, such as kung fu and karate. And as a result, that's now known as paramilitary training. Or even teaching someone to use a firearm could be considered paramilitary training. Or teaching a person to dig a foxhole or save food. And the concern I have, and having been in the Coast Guard Auxiliary myself, is when we're given the order to follow orders, it has to be done without question. We can't exercise our conscience yep. and refuse an order. Yet what this requires is rounding up Americans who are considered domestic problems and labeling them automatically as criminal because they're trying to defend themselves or others, or it might be perceived that their training might be used uh, to hurt others. And it's kind of like the thought police. You know, your your words might hurt someone's feelings, so we need to we need to put you in the cage right now before someone gets hurt. Yeah. Well, in that case, you know, the same thing applies to the guys, you know, playing games, airsoft and uh, paintball. Those guys could that could be considered, you know, paramilitary training as well. Certainly. But we know it as a business here in Washington, but back there, if that law is implemented and, and people are starting, you know, starting to be charged under it, then those people would be in the same boat, correct? I believe so. In fact, any pilots who offer pilot training, any teachers that offer any sort of self-defense training, such as martial arts instructors, would be held accountable. Uh, that also reminds me of Nazi Germany. At the end of World War One, it was illegal for the Germans to have any sort of guns or any sort of aircraft to fight with. So they uh, put together gliders and glider clubs to teach kids how to actually fly. And then they also drilled with sticks. And, uh, and then, of course, when the war came along, Hitler went ahead and rearmed Germany very quickly overnight, and these kids already had the know-how and how to drill and how to um, act as an army and follow orders. Uh, so the same can be said in reverse here. I believe their fear is that anybody, including returning veterans who have this type of training, uh, are a danger to the public and therefore need to be locked up or medicated like the Soviets do. They say, oh, we're going to put you in the gulag or we're going to heavily medicate you in some mental institution 
because you can think for yourself and you can defend yourself. So. Well, and, well, and seeing you know, and I'm looking at the the code in Virginia now, and it says not just it says teaches or demonstrates. So uh, the app, use, application, or making of any firearm, explosive, or incident capable of causing injury of death to a person knowing or having reason to know or intending that such training will be employed for use in or furtherance of a civil civil disorder or assembles with one or more persons with purposes of training. So, you know, right there is, you know, they're impeding the the right of assembly, Mm -hmm. you know, in peace. You know, it says or. It doesn't say and or. It says or. Mm Mm-hmm. So you're right. You know, being just being able to assemble and you know teach each other. You know, how how is it? I know uh, Virginia has several Native American tribes uh, that teach their children. You know, how to uh, hunt the old-fashioned way. You know, bows, spears. You know that type of thing. So technically, they can't do that either. I wonder if rocks fall into that category. Sticks and stones will break their bones. <laughs> <laughs> well, technically, it says purpose of training or practicing with or being instructed in the use of any firearm, explosive, incendiary, or technique capable of causing injury or death. Just think of those dangerous ideas be, in your brain, those techniques you have. Yeah, you know, yeah, those rocks hurt. <laughs> I'm more afraid of your ideas than that you might hurt my feelings. You, no, I you can might do be that. a bully. I, you might I, be a I, domestic I, bully, and I, I can't get help from anybody, and there's no Kleenex available, so I'm going to run to the nearest uh, soldier or policeman and demand that you be arrested. Uh, I think I'm already on the Facebook uh, dad boy list. So, <laughs> Okay. Well, any solutions so, you can offer? Uh, I, I think the right to assemble for any means can't be taken away whether it's uh illegal hey that's up to interpretation but you're taking away the right to assemble and and that's you know first amendment stuff you know what are they going to do take away our right for newspapers next i believe they're going to go after any medium that allows you to convey a message where you can critically think or teach others how to think because the whole idea of controlling slaves is not to educate them but not to allow them to have books either or any sort of training that's going to allow them to assemble um, and try and overthrow their captors mm-hmm. also yeah. where are your travel documents how about your right to freely travel you know let me see your papers let me see your yeah. passport and by the yeah. way, if, if you don't score high enough on the social credits behavioral score system, we may not allow you to fly out of the United States. In fact, we may not allow you to have food next time you go to Safeway. Your car just might not work, or your cell phone might not work anymore. Well, it's very true. You know, it, all of a sudden, you know, you start looking at all these things that keep cropping up like this, and people don't understand you know, that little by little, these these little rights that you thought you had, now all of a sudden, hey, wait a minute, now I can't do that? What? 
Well, the you reason know? people can is because they surrender immediately. They don't know how to fight, see. They don't know how to say no. Yeah. So if you take away a person's ability to do anything but be a frog in a pot of water to be cooked, what do you have? Mm-hmm. Sheeple. And the wolves dress in sheep's clothing. And frog legs. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful. So. Well, thank you for being yeah, on the Sean Tester Show today. I appreciate your input. Um we oh, usually send people yeah. out mafia style, uh, flush down the toilet, or zombies chasing them. Which one do you want to pick? I guess mafia. <laughs> Two to the back of the head. Okay, well, here we go. All right. Bye-bye. Hey, Polly, I'm going to tell you again. You know what to do. Oh, I'm excited to take this next call. This is Tom, who calls in frequently and is a great guest here on the Sean Tesher Show. Go ahead, Tom. Hey. Thank you for contacting the Sean Tester Show. What's going on, Sean? Well, uh, we're discussing the uh, state Senate bill in Virginia, SB 64, that looks to criminalize one's rights to self-defense or to participate in or to actively teach any sort of paramilitary training, which can include martial arts, which might injure, harm, or kill another person. So we're talking about people today. Uh, I'm wanting to get everybody's opinions because basically it's freedom versus slavery as I see it. Well, they didn't waste any time, didn't they? They got the election done, and then next thing you know, they're they're getting ready to kind of... Wow. Well, honestly, um, John, elections have consequences. And you think? <laughs> it's, yeah, and it's like, with that situation, they're going to find out the hard way. I honestly don't think that it has much of a snowball's chance in hell with the, if it, if it gets challenged in court, but the point is, is that sometimes even court decisions don't seem to matter to one particular party in the United States. Um, you know, I think of, for example, how 1639 was thrown in immediately over here in the state of Washington, and yet at the same time, when people voted in for the third time, $30 car types, how that was simply brushed aside. So it's kind of one of those things that, um, it really, between that and between Beta O'Rourke's letting the cat out of the bag with, hell yes, we're going to take your firearms away. You know what it reminds me of, Tom? It reminds me of that Dean Wormer's speech in Animal House. Find a reason to to revoke Delta's charter. You live next door to them. You know how. Put Niedermeyer on it. He's a sneaky little like you. Exactly. Double secret probation. Yes. Yes, and well, that's think, really what it comes down to. Yep, yep, absolutely. Think of where, where the conditioning's starting now. Tom, when I was a kid at recess, if someone hit me, I knocked the heck out of him. In fact, some sometimes I was in a fight every day and in the principal's office, and my mom was a teacher. And I learned to fight back after I was a second grader, and the eighth graders were beating me and my twin brother up on the way home from school. We wore bright orange backpacks and looked like targets. And we were easily picked up so our dad put us in wrestling class. Now, participating in wrestling class, even as a team sport now, could be considered paramilitary training, according to this bill. <laughs> of course. 
Of course. Of course, because they, you know, it, it is one of those things that, you know, that it's, it's the whole sheet it's, that's creating sheeple. It's the idea. I mean, we already have it in the kids' minds that they should have a negative reaction when they see when they see a firearm, even for that matter. Let's even go, let's take that whole firearm thing out of the equation altogether, and let's look at how right now, as I was reading the news, they're actually removing the bullying scenes from the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer holiday special. No. Because they're afraid it might, I, I mean, oh, God. It, it's like, good heavens, is, is this what it has come down to? I mean, are we have we reached the point where the where where the, the nanny state is actually becoming the nanny state? It's uh, it's rather interesting. More soy, so, please. Yeah. More soy. Put put more soy in my drink. Yes, please. Exactly. God. Yep. 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 Well, I see this. So, anyway. I see this when kids are at school and they run up and say, "So and so pinched me," and I'll say, "What do you want me to do? Crush him?" Uh huh. Well, that's bullying behavior. <laughs> it is. <laughs> You're not yep. going to tell my mom, are you? What is your mom, your mom and dad? Are you going to be in big trouble with mom? Are you going to get beat when you get home? <laughs> I guess yeah, I'm a flirt. Huh? Yes. Yes, and again, elections have consequences, brother. And the people of Virginia are about to find that out in a major way. Well, are they selections or elections, Tom? uh, Selections and elections, both. Because you know that if the Democrats don't win and the margin is close enough, they'll just schedule enough recounts until they get the results that they want. Or hanging chads. Yes, exactly. You know, and that was precisely why Bush 2000 was done the way it was done to prevent what happened, Greg War 2004 and Franken in 2008. So, Tom, there you go. These are not the droids you're looking for. Nope. These are not the droids we're looking for. These are not the answers we're looking for, unfortunately, either. Uh, Put Niedermeyer on it. He's a sneaky little like you. There you go. The time has come to find a way to kick those punks off campus. There's also time to find a way to figure out how to uh, to convert a luxury car into a battle wagon. Mm. Make sure you put that steam whistle on the side, too. (laughs) (laughs) All right, brother. Well, I'll tell you something. I'm not going to be waiting for a steam whistle around the corner. It's going to be a two-by-four with a bunch of rusty nails driven through it, 16 by nails. There it is. And I'm going to take away whatever they're carrying, and it's going to be mine, and I'm not going to have to pay for it. That I promise. There you go. Use the lesser arm to get the better arm. Well, thank you, Tom, for being on the show today. Do you want to go out mafia style? Do you want to be flushed, or do you want the zombies to get you? Ah. Let the zombies get me. All right. Seems like the zombies are on on patrol, so we'll go ahead and let let them uh, take you apart piece by piece. Here we go. Well, unfortunately, we've run out of time today. I want to thank all our show participants for calling in. 
and sharing their beliefs and what's happening. If you have a suggestion for a show topic and would like to share it, I can be contacted at trashner at hotmail.com. That's T-R-A-S-H-N-E-R at hotmail.com. Or you can call my cell phone at 425-247-8827. I can take both texts and voicemail messages. And we're going to go ahead and send us out with the sounds of what's probably going to happen if that Virginia bill passes. Thanks again for tuning in to the Sean Tester Show. Good night.